Do you have good lines of communication open with your drivers? If you don't, you might be missing some subtle hints of their growing dissatisfaction. Automated dispatch systems may be more efficient than direct two-way conversations, but a few lines of text on a screen offer few clues about how the other party's feeling. Understanding how your drivers are feeling and knowing what sort of issues they may be having is key to maintaining a good working relationship with them. Max Farrell of WorkCount has a few ideas on how to open those lines of communication and keep them open with drivers. He says for drivers and many other frontline workers, the only option for them to have a voice are at exit interviews and maybe annual surveys, both of which are sometimes too late or too slow. We'll get to Max and his ideas on opening up communication in just a moment, but first, please give us a like and poke that subscribe button. And when you're done, if you enjoyed this interview, please leave us a comment. And in case you're new to the channel and want to learn more about the trucking industry, you'll find lots of great industry coverage on HGT's website, truckinginfo.com. This is HGT Talks Trucking. I'm Jim Park. We'll be back with Max Farrell right after this. SmartWay verified double coin truck tires support the sustainability goals of the transportation industry. To find a dealer or truck stop near you, visit www. DoubleCoinTires.com. The smart money is on DoubleCoin. Good afternoon, Max, and uh, thanks for joining us on HTT Talks Trucking today. Good to have you aboard, sir. So good to be here. Thanks for having me, Jim. This is a pretty timely topic we're going to dive into today, and that's communication with drivers, opening up those lines of communication. Uh, WorkHound has a, a process now where drivers can talk to their fleets and fleets can talk to their drivers, open up those lines of communication that historically have been probably kind of stilted because people were afraid of direct confrontation. Right. Can you just give us a 10,000 foot view of how a uh, WorkHound platform works? Yeah, so uh, I'll start with just background about how we got started. So uh, WorkHound started about eight years ago. And what we saw when we, when we were uh, founding the company is that turnover is high in a lot of frontline workforces like trucking. Uh, like drivers, they quit because they don't feel respected. They don't feel like they have a voice. And historically, the only options for them to have a voice had been exit interviews or annual surveys. So that's either too late or too slow because in this business, a guy can be happy on Tuesday, fed up on Wednesday and quit by the end of the week. Yeah. And, uh, and so we wanted to find a way to help companies be proactive instead of reactive. And, uh, and so WorkHound's uh, goal with our, with our product is to create a, a real-time feedback loop between the workers and the company. And so workers are able to share feedback anywhere, anytime, anonymously, without the fear of retaliation. Companies are getting those real-time insights throughout the day to see what are the issues in their business, what are the trends, what are the miscommunications, and we give them tools to do something about it. So uh, if they uh, wanna see if, a, a, in, in the trucking example, a driver will reveal their identity to address an issue, they can see if they'll do that. But uh, sometimes people want to stay anonymous and and uh, and just share an issue. And so one of the things that that WorkHound does is we actually facilitate two-way anonymous communication between a company and their workforce. So if somebody has an issue, they can have a back and forth with someone at the company while still maintaining their an anonymity. And so it creates mm -hmm. more opportunities for engagement with that silent majority that's out there to uh, to not only build a, a better company but also retain more people 
and, uh, and learn where to improve. So it's a, it's a win-win across the board. Well, what are typically some of the barriers to open communication? Is it just being afraid to confront somebody or is there some fear that if you tell the truth, speak truth to power, they're not going to appreciate the comments? Well, what are the barriers there? Oh, goodness. Uh, so there, there's a couple. So first off, you know, many companies uh, talk about their open door policy, mm-hmm. which is a good idea in theory. But the challenge is in, in a trucking environment, if you're if you're out there making money, you're 500 miles away from the open door. And uh, and so it's tough to capitalize on on a policy like that. Uh, and so you, you need mechanisms to be able to, to communicate with people beyond it. And so then the second challenge on that is because uh, a driver is uh, on the road and away from from the office to have that direct communication, then usually their only point of contact with the company is a fleet manager or driver manager. And uh, and so that's only one perspective seeing Mm -hmm. issues of drivers and what drivers are thinking, feeling, wishing and wanting isn't being channeled up to other parts of, of the organization. Um, or, you know, driver managers aren't able to get to all their drivers. So then what winds up happening is drivers get frustrated. They will either share feedback on Glassdoor or Facebook or forums, um, or they'll just get fed up and and walk out the door. So that's where, you know, for us, we're trying to find solutions where um, drivers can capture what's on their mind, share it, but share it in a way where multiple eyes inside the business are able to see some of their, their challenges, react, and then do something about it. So, uh, people feel heard and valued and, and want to stay at the organization. So when a driver initiates a chat or some communication, who at the carrier side is charged with answering or responding to that? Does it go automatically to the same person or can the driver address it specifically to someone in the company? So typically we work with a company before we, we partner with them to identify who is our executive sponsor and who is our quarterback inside the company. So we okay. want to have somebody that's at the senior leadership level that has a seat at the table that can make those strategic changes based on what's being said. Um, and then also we want somebody that's involved in the grassroots that in the day-to-day they can take these uh, these issues that pop up and either handle them themselves or pass them off to, to others that are more appropriate. So let's say, you know, an example in a company, it may be that the VP of operations is the executive sponsor and then they have a, uh, a driver engagement manager, retention manager, or driver liaison that is uh, is focused on managing the day-to-day issues. And then if there's a payroll issue, they'll say, hey, um, HR team, we need you to get on this. If there's issues about equipment, they'll say, hey, maintenance team, this is what's going on. Or uh, you know, if it's a personnel-related issue, they may t- say, hey, operations manager, this uh, this driver manager has a satisfaction score that's two times lower than everyone else, mm-hmm. here's the data to go coach them up or you know, maybe say realize they're not the best fit for us at this time. So it's all about helping companies have the data to then make those, those decisions about how do they go improve their business. And does this communication happen in real time, like you and I are talking now over a chat, or does it take place over several days or hours? It, it really depends on, on the company. We, uh, our goal is to create real-time communication as much mm-hmm. as possible. So... If a, uh, if a driver shares an issue and the company wants to, uh, to address that, they can address it a number of different ways. So if they, uh, if they want to find out who this person is, they can request for that driver to reveal their identity. 
And uh, and then that guy has a choice. He can reveal it or he can stay anonymous. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the, in that case, the power is with the, the worker. And uh, and we've had many examples where uh, a guy will reveal his identity. And, and one example, uh, a guy shared a comment that said, hey, my wife's on my insurance. I'm tired of the runaround. I'm going to quit. The company saw that. They're like, we can fix this. And, uh, and so they reached out to the guy. And once he revealed his identity, turns out his wife was on his insurance. There was just confusion about paperwork. And, uh, and so right then and there, they got to keep one of their better people. Guy yeah. got to get a job that he liked. And, uh, and so we track how many of those sorts of issues um, lead to retention uh, at least 30 days after the issue is addressed. And so um, our success rate is 88%. So if a company is, uh, is running into an issue with, a, with a, a driver and they reveal their identity, 88% of the time they're going to get this high-risk person to stay. And last year alone, we uh, we helped companies retain twelve thousand workers across North America just by being proactive instead of reactive. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's about creating those engagement opportunities. So that's one of the ways. The other is either sending a one-time message to them to say, "Hey, we don't know who you are, but we can help," or a company may initiate that two-way communication in in real time, like you and I are talking right now. Yeah. The goal is for companies to have a number of different tools at their disposal. To be able to say, you know, hey, you got an issue. Here's the different ways we can address it, so that people feel heard and and want to stay on the team. There, I, I can't imagine how many situations, especially from a driver's point of view. I used to be a driver back mm-hmm. in a previous life. Uh, an issue comes up. It's maybe not a big one, but you sit there and stew for eight, ten hours while you're driving, and suddenly it becomes, you know, a, a massive problem. You get angry because historically there's been no way to uh, you know, reach out and have it solved. This would, I think, prevent an awful lot of that kind of miscommunication, as you call it, uh, from sure. occurring. Yeah, in the uh, in the absence of clear information, we as humans are really good at filling the void with our. <laughs> yeah. And and I and I've actually before we started the company, I did a ride along across the country. Uh, you know, slept in the truck, ate in the truck, showered at truck stops, and. And the feeling is real. You know, if uh, if you're waiting for hours for a, uh, a driver manager to get back to you, like that's a lot of time to start thinking about how this company's done you wrong. And there's plenty of companies that will uh, happily take yeah, your sure. if, if you're frustrated. So yep. it's it's in a company's best interest to err on the side of, of speed in, um, in understanding and addressing the issues that are happening out there. Well, WorkCount recently published a trend survey that I, I thought was interesting. You you made note of a few things of the that revealed themselves over the yeah. bulk of the communication you'd received over the years. Can you talk about you know, a couple of the things that you found in there that maybe were a little surprising? Yeah. So you know, as far as the the typical issues that that pop up, pay, communication, um, logistics, you know, moving freight from point A to point B, and the challenges there. Those continue to remain in, in the in the top five, and we can certainly dig into to each of those. But I think one of the things that was really interesting for us is that the top theme last year was praise. Uh, praise. Which, yeah, praise, you know, a, a positive okay. theme. And so what, uh, you know, typically in an industry like trucking, there's a bad habit of fixing what's broken instead of celebrating what's working well. Yeah. And uh, the fact that there were a number of comments where a uh, – a, a, driver saying hey things are going well for us over here i really like my my driver manager or you know i appreciate this company going above and beyond yeah we thought that was pretty noteworthy now it still it wasn't the majority of comments it was just the 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 top theme 
as far as compared to, to uh, the number of mentions for others. Mm -hmm. um, but then you think about a, uh, a theme like pay where 60% of the comments are negative. And there's a lot of overlay with uh, pay as a, as a theme and communication because there's a lot of confusion with pay. And there's no secret that the pay structure in trucking is the most complicated yeah. pay structure for any industry across all of North America. And so there's questions about reimbursements and pay periods and even sometimes uh, uh, frustrations with recruiters setting false expectations. Uh, and uh, and so you know companies really should be cautious to not overpromise and, and under deliver on that front. But also yeah. they really need to be focused on how do we simplify and, uh, and, and make pay easy to understand and make it more predictable versus the variance of, you know, $500 one week and 2,500 the next. Well, I'm sure there aren't many fleets that aren't aware of those problems and those feelings that the drivers have about them. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but why would they need WorkHound to identify those problems in their organization? How do you intervene and, and make it better when they already probably know the problem exists? So one of the things that uh, a, a company that we partner with shared is that WorkHound helps us identify a micro issue that leads to a macro change. And so sometimes okay. like a pay example may be, okay, we, we know drivers want more money, but again, what we find is that it's not an amount issue, it's a communication issue. And so we've seen companies, when all of the, the pay increases were happening across the industry, we saw companies say, you know, we don't need to go raise the amounts as much as we do. We need to make it simpler and, and make it more predictable. So, you know, they would roll out guarantees or they'd make it where they're, they just cut out all the if this, then that's in their pay structure. And that bought them about a, uh, a lot of goodwill with, uh, with their uh, workforce. Yeah. So companies are able to be, instead of saying, we think we know what the issues are, then they're able to get more surgical about how do we go attack this, this issue um, because we're able to really laser on what's what's grinding the gears of our people. Uh, and, and sometimes it may be issues like, uh, you know, an issue they didn't even know about, that uh, there's potholes in a certain um, drop yard where, let's say your headquarters is in Nashville, but you're, you've got a facility in, in Florida. Well, your HQ people aren't in Florida, so who's going to tell you that there's issues? Yeah. There's clients that are going to share those sorts of things. So it's, it's really capturing the insights of eyes and ears in ways that you wouldn't have otherwise, and then being able to communicate once you get it. I read in the report that logistics was a significant issue amongst drivers. Now, it could be, you know, loads that failed, failure to fail to materialize, traffic problems, scheduling, et cetera. Again, you've got a problem that's probably known, but when a driver starts complaining about it or bringing it to somebody's attention, can it be resolved? Do you go to the customer at that point and say, how come you're holding our drivers up at your dock or what's the next step once you get the complaint? So we actually see exactly what you're talking about, Jim, where uh, companies will take the data that they get from WorkHound and take it to their customers and say, hey, Mr. Customer, you've talked about wanting to be a shipper of choice and, and want to improve the driver experience. Here's what people are saying about their experience at your facility. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, right now we're having to make some hard choices. And so either you need to change the way you treat our people, we need to raise our rates, or we need to pause our, our business together because drivers having a poor experience at your facilities can't keep happening because we can't have turnover because of how you're, how you're treating our people. And, uh, and so it's enabling companies to have more data-driven conversations around 
um, who are the where who are the customers that we want to double down with, or the ones that um, you know maybe aren't a right fit for us. <laughs> That's a good way of identifying the the uh, poor performing customers, if I could use that term. Uh, certainly laying it all out on the table right from the driver's mouths themselves. Uh, there's hardly any denying it at that point. Plus, you've got the ELD to back up, you know, the time frame issues that always always exist. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and sometimes it, it may be um, frustration with like one of the things we've seen seen evolve in, in our time as a company is the evolution of how detention time is, is treated. So you think about in the past few years, it was uh, assumed that a driver doesn't get paid for detention time until what, two hours after their their sit average. Yeah. And uh, and so now with, uh, you know, with the market getting increasingly competitive, uh, and shippers wanting to um, to be more attractive, you did see a shift where it was like, okay, we'll do an hour, or maybe it's as soon as the clock starts, you know, if you're working, we want to pay you. And so we have seen those sorts of shifts where they're seeing these are the things drivers are frustrated by. How do we evolve to to meet them where where we need to be? Mm -hmm. One of the other things you noted in the in the trend report was engagement. Driver fleet engagement had increases over time. Um, when you first bring the system in, it's kind of lukewarm, people dipping their toes in the pond. And then I guess after a while, they start to see results and they really embrace this. How does that pathway typically progress in the fleet? I'm just taking what you said in the in the trend yeah. report and moving it forward. Yeah, so, you know, from 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 our view, usually when we roll out with a company, there's there's a few different profiles of, like in a trucking company, a few different profiles of, of drivers. You have your early adopters day one they're they're ready to share you know the, as soon as this rolls out they got something to say but then on the other end of the spectrum you've got your your people that are just like this with their arms crossed <laughs> okay yeah. is the company really going to do something about this and that's where the the company has to, to work hard to earn their trust to be able to say um hey um here's what we're doing about the feedback and once they're sending some of these one of the things we do is we send broadcast messages out regularly for the company to update to the uh, to their entire workforce. Hey, here's what we did. Here's what we learned from your feedback. Here's what we're looking into. Here's some of the miscommunications to close the feedback loop with them. And uh, and so what that enables is some of those guys to realize, oh, like companies actually paying attention to this stuff. And my buddy Jim over here got his uh, issue fixed. Well, heck, I got something to say. Uh, and so then you create that virtuous cycle um by by the once people start to see the company is rolling up their sleeves and doing something about this and, uh, and you know that's what we partner with them to do is is help drive accountability and, and ultimately change so it does take something on the fleet's side to actually move on these complaints it's not enough to simply have that open door policy tell us what you think and then okay great but there, <laughs> it does require that extra bit of effort doesn't it yeah, I, I wish there was a silver bullet to this stuff. Um, but, you know, for, for something like WorkHound, it's, uh, we're, we're a tool. And so the same way that you need to swing a hammer to get a house built, you got to use the tool to, to get the value. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have a dedicated customer success team that, that partners with, with companies to, uh, to review data and figure out what's, what's the best path forward. Um, but really, you know, it is about how do we make it really easy for the company to make small incremental impacts uh, that compound over time uh, where, you know, a company can spend a few minutes a day digging into the feedback and following up. Mm -hmm. 
good things will happen. So what is, or, or how does this present itself in the fleet uh, situation? The drivers have an app on their phone or how does the, the whole workhound thing work uh, at the fleet level? Yeah, we, we try to keep it really simple for, for drivers and for the, for the company. We know that uh, there's a lot of tech and tools, so we try not to make it complicated. Word count, there's no app, there's no downloading or installing. We just send a text. And so once a week, we'll send a, a text to, uh, to all the, the workers on the platform or so if, uh, if we're working with a trucking company, all the drivers, and, uh, and say, you know, hey, Jim, tap the link to tell us how work is going at Truckco. Your anonymous feedback helps. And then they click that link and uh, in 90 seconds they share, I'm not operating any equipment. Here's how I feel about work. Here's why I feel that way. And then it's all open-ended because we want people to tell us the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then they're done. And, yep. the, and our system is then taking all that feedback and analyzing it for the keywords and sentiment to, to then show a company, hey, here's the feedback about pay, equipment, logistics, people, uh, whatever it may be. And then here's where it's happening in your business. So that right away, the company's able to jump in and start to slice and dice where are the issues happening and which ones do we need to go focus on so that uh, they can understand what's happening and then ultimately improve. And what would you say over a bit of time, not day one or week one, but over six months, maybe to a year, how's the ratio of positive to negative feedback from drivers? Does that so, change? Uh, that is a really good question. It really varies from company to company. Um, there's there's some companies where they on a one to ten scale they have a satisfaction score of of seven or even getting close to eight. There's others that uh, they'd be happy if they got up to a five. Um, so uh, I would say across our data, our uh, usually it's about a third, a third, a third, um, where it's about a third positive, third negative, a third neutral. Okay. Um, skews a little bit towards negative, um, but you know it's uh, we want to be a platform where again good, bad, or ugly. Let us know so we can. Um, either double down on what's working or uh, figure out where we need to improve. I guess at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is trying to improve, trying to make your driver's lives better and make them more satisfied with the company. There's always going to be hiccups and problems. I mean, we can't make them all go away, but so I'm, I'm sure communication is a good way to start solving those problems. Yeah, it's you, you can take feedback as a gift or you can take it as an insult. And, and the companies that we've seen thrive are the ones that really approach this with a culture of curiosity. And they say, you know, we really want to understand the perspective of, of our people on the front lines and, uh, and then figure out how do we build a better business around that because they are the revenue generators for us. Sure. And does WorkHound get involved directly in this communication at all or do you simply facilitate it? Do you uh, like, mediate any of these discussions? So our, our goal is to, to be the facilitator of communication. That's where we're experts okay. at with our, with our tool. But you know, we can certainly give guidance. Again, that's why we have a dedicated customer success team that mm -hmm. is, is focused on being a, a value-add partner for, for companies. So if they're saying, hey, we've got this issue, um, how have other companies dealt with it? We can certainly share perspective because you know, we've gotten hundreds of thousands of comments uh, and, uh, and certainly have seen how companies have acted on issues or not. And, uh, and have some perspective on, on the resulting impact. Okay, so give me your elevator pitch then. I'm a fleet and uh, you're knocking on my door, want to sell me the service. Uh, what do I need to know? Well, I would say uh, at short, I'd ask you, what is your cost to replace a, uh, a driver or worker inside your company? And, uh, and then I would say, you know, is it, is it worth retaining 
multiple people each month for for the price of less than one of those people and uh and so then you know then we'd have a conversation from there mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the things the other is that sometimes companies have really good retention rates they're not focused on how do we reduce that turnover number they're really focused on communication and engagement and really trying to understand how do we find an ed- a few percentage points edge in our business by getting ideas from our our front lines that are that are out there and so they're using workhound as an operational intelligence tool uh, to really understand where do we need to uh, what aspects do we need to focus on in our business you know when uh, when you think about all the tech tools out there there's all these tools that tell you the data of the the truck or the trailer and so for workhound our our goal is to be the uh, um, the data point for for the human side of the industry and uh, and really help companies understand um, how do we optimize our our, our workforce uh, so we can retain people but also just build a better business I want to talk to you about the the latest feature in uh, in workout the two-way yeah. chat uh, that's fairly new can you tell us a bit about that yeah absolutely so uh, it's it's exactly what you said uh, workout can now uh, facilitate two-way anonymous communication in real time between a, a company and, and its workforce. And, uh, and so what we saw was that while companies really appreciate being able to see if a, a worker would reveal their identity or uh, send a one-time anonymous message to, to someone that shared a comment, they, uh, they really were hungry to, to engage back and forth to, to better address issues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we've seen a huge spiking engagement for the early companies that have rolled this out where they're getting more um, workers and drivers to, to come to the table to say, here's my issue, and they're working to address it, uh, really capturing the perspective of, of the silent majority. Uh, and so it's, it's been a lot of fun to, to watch people who, you know, in the past may not say anything to a company, uh, you know, really putting their issues on the line and companies unearthing issues, but also just being able to resolve at a much faster speed. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun to see. How long does it normally take to the driver reveals or her identity in a situation like that yeah so so a they don't necessarily have to reveal their identity on the two-way messaging they can stay anonymous on that that's that's okay that's the beauty of it yeah yeah and uh so sometimes we do we do see where a company chooses to request to reveal an identity but a lot of times i need to know who you are in order to work through this issue with you and uh and then they're able to just engage that that chat so they can uh, really focus on speed engagement and have that back and forth to get to a, a quick resolution that sounds like a really cool way to engage with your drivers, um, safe at first. And then, uh, you know, once you get deeper into the weeds and, and get a bit more personal, but that's probably a big barrier to having these kinds of conversations. Absolutely. So, we, yeah. we know we're dealing with a, a multi-generational workforce. And, uh, and so the more that we can create opportunities for communication where it hasn't existed before, we know we'll, uh, we'll create better, better workplaces. Great idea, sir. I hope it's successful, and I hope fleets uh, take advantage of this. I, I like the idea. When I was a driver, all we had was pay phones and truck stops, and believe me, waiting on hold for 20 minutes was no way to, <laughs> you know, make the company seem like your friend. So good on this. Uh, I've been talking to Max Farrell. He's the CEO of Workhound, and uh, suggest urge you to check out uh, Workhound's uh, communication platform. I think it might actually do fleets some good. So, Max, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks so much, Jim. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed my interview with Max Farrell, please hit that subscribe button and give us a like. That helps other people to find us. And check out our other social media channels. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. 
and check out the digital version of HTT. There's tons of great trucking industry content at truckinginfo.com. I'm Jim Park. Thanks for watching.